0: Hey, you got a new microphone over there. I know. That is fancy. It looks fancy. It's
1: so pretty. I might tweet out a picture of it.
0: Um, (laughs) You you sound fancy. Somebody last night in public stopped me and, and said how much they like your voice. (gasps) <gasps> that it wasn't just the normal you think of uh, radio voices being a certain way, and they just thought your voice was the best, and I thought.
1: Well, you know, when uh, our last Wednesday morning that we did a show together a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, there were so many wonderful listeners who chimed in and said, oh, we'll miss your laugh, and I thought, hmm, that is so sweet.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh, I hear it all the time.
1: <laughs> it's really sweet.
0: Surely people tell you all the time. I, I They tell me all the time.
1: You know, I think if there's one thing that I would like, in life want to be good at it. I think having a good life, laugh is a good thing.
0: Well, you are winning the world, <laughs> if that's the case.
1: But then when I do laugh, I think about it. I don't um, want to, when I'm on the mic, I don't think about it in public.
0: Yeah, trying, in trying not to think about it. <laughs> Let's forget we ever mentioned it. Okay. Okay. Ready? New microphone. Here we go. This is Progressive South. I'm Will Ocamy.
1: I'm Heather Milam.
0: Okay. Heather, we took last week off.
1: We did. You are sick. You know, I had what my mom calls the crud. Mm -hmm. I don't know, allergies, cold, something, but I don't want to get people sick, and I don't want to breathe on a microphone that other people are going to use, and so, yeah, but you know what it did? It gave us an opportunity to re-up the Roy Moore episode 13 (laughs) uh, (laughs) podcast.
0: Which sadly uh, now is more relevant. Now that he has officially announced Well, we discussed
1: it before it was official, but we we were pretty confident that he has some hubris and (laughs) ego that would, you know, propel him to declare his candidacy for yet another public office.
0: We have thoughts on it, and you can go back and hear them on that episode.
1: (laughs) Episode 13.
0: Okay, so it was brought up to me recently that we should start interviewing presidential candidates, Mm -hmm. which, uh, you know... It's just so... There, there are multiple reasons I go, eh. It's still early on, although the debates are starting. But it's still early on. There's so many candidates. And I do just kind of have this, like, weird thing about what does it matter anyway? We're Alabama, especially primary-wise. We don't get to decide at all. I mean, it's gonna... We don't. We don't. We do in we the don't. primary. Really? You think we... I, I mean, here's the, here's the reason I say... Because, you know, Iowa and California, I mean, there are other states that really kind of narrow it down so much more than we have to. But we have the moved up
1: our primary election. To when? Um, I think we're in March okay. next year. So
0: so we should care about those? Yeah, we should. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I take all of that back.
1: South Carolina moved theirs up. Alabama moved theirs up. There's several other states that did to try to have a bit more relevancy.
0: Um, That's good. I mm-hmm. should delete everything I just said, though.
1: <laughs> you should. I, I like Leave the, that in. <laughs> Leave it in.
0: I, I like that I'm in charge of that. <laughs> so, just happened that days after my friend Brandon brought that up, mm-hmm. I saw that Eric Swalwell was going to be here in Birmingham. And I really don't like doing phone interviews. And so I thought, oh, well, if I can just sit down with him, yeah, then that'll be a cool thing. And I especially wanted to sit down with him for this one reason. I try not to play in the mud on Facebook. I really don't.
1: You know how I feel about Facebook.
0: Oh, Yeah the same way I feel about it. You just are able to avoid it. I can't because of my job.
1: I don't wade into
0: it. That's great. (laughs) I mean, I wish, and here's the thing. I don't either. Although I do post every day for my job. I have to. You do. Yeah. And it, and it's crazy how effective it is by the way.
1: You're yeah. Who are these people responding to you on Facebook? I'm just kidding.
0: Hundreds and hundreds (laughs) and hundreds. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Which shows you that there is relevancy there and it's impactful.
0: My friends in public will be like, who who was that? How do you know that person? I'm like, I don't know that person. Yeah. They just respond on my Facebook but question. But they're your every friend,
1: day. Will. They're your friend.
0: My very close friend. <laughs> so, you know, again, I try to stay out of the mud. But someone recently posted...
1: Someone. Yeah,
0: someone. <laughs> I, I really wonder... And it's in the interview with Swalwell. We'll see what makes it on the episode. I, should I say? Like, I don't know. Here's the thing. The, Facebook and politics and... Especially uh, untruths can be very divisive.
1: Untruths? You mean lies? Yeah. Okay.
0: (laughs) And uh, you know, it has had this impact on my family, and I don't mean my immediate family. We're great, and we talk all the time, and we can have really nice discussions. And even if they're, it's you know, becomes a debate. It's still fine. You know, we still love each other. There's no, but you know, extended family, it's gotten a little weird. And so, someone in my extended family a little while back, someone posted law-abiding gun owners will soon face confiscation of their guns as some of the Democrats seeking the presidency are making clear they will come and get those guns. Uh,
1: That is... That's the exact...
0: That's a quote. I'm not just trying to remember. I have it saved because it was a big deal to me.
1: I understand that journalistically the intent dictates the lie. And so a lot of journalists are hesitant to say that. But what that is is a lie. Right. Whether it was intended to be a lie or not, that is a lie. That is so, simply not true.
0: I don't think that uh, the person thinks that's true because, you know, I like to think that we have some of the same DNA in there. And t- All right. But <laughs> but I do think that they have fun stoking the fire, right? Which I think um, is not good. It's not healthy. And and they did that. And so a lot of people came in and were doing things like, I'm not exaggerating, calling for civil war under this post, right? Yeah. Okay. So I thought, Ooh, man, somebody needs to point out that that's not accurate. So even though I don't play in the mud, I wanted to point out that wait a sec, wait, I'm, that's not accurate. So all I did was just ask a question. I said, Oh, Hey, I have to cover this stuff for my job. I can't find those quotes or have uh, Sure. I can't find where anyone has said that at all. Can you please point me in the right direction? And they just came back with, oh, it was that idiot in California. And I said, well, that doesn't narrow it down. You have to, you know, who, what idiot? What are we talking about? Still can't find it. (laughs) And then multiple people came in and said, Eric Swalwell. And then they started posting videos. Two videos, uh, mostly one of when he was on Tucker Carlson. And then another when he was on CNN with Jake Tapper. And Mm -hmm. and Jake asked him about it as well. You'll be surprised to find out that uh, Eric Swalwell has never said (laughs) that he's got coming to take your guns. It's a different thing.
1: He is positioning himself as the candidate who is going to take a really strong stance on... Uh, legitimate and fair gun regulation and legislation. Um,
0: yeah, not even drastic, by the way. Not it's drastic. Not even drastic. But
1: this is this is at the center of his candidacy. It is something that he's very passionate about, and this is what he wants to elevate as a primary conversation or narrative in his in his campaign. I obviously p- applaud him for this. Um, he's got a lot of rational um, uh, hope. And assertions about the legislation and policies that he wishes to pass and see happen when, when or if he does become president. And certainly, running for, uh, primarying as a, Democratic, as a Democratic candidate for the 2020 presidential election gives him a loud platform to, you know, promote his
0: narrative. <laughs> Welcome to Alabama. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. it's good to be back. I was, yeah, didn't know you've been here until I heard you talking about yeah, it.
2: Yeah, we but. were we were in uh, Birmingham, Auburn, and Huntsville uh, last year. We helped uh, Mallory Hagan Nice. Uh, and uh, you know, Peter uh, on. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um,
0: because of the Electoral College, like it yeah. doesn't make sense to me a lot of times why you guys would even come to Alabama. Like, we honestly feel like our votes are wasted to some degree nationally. Now, look, there's obviously, you know, uh, overall vote you don't want to have. Any, yeah. Anyway, but I mean, so why do you come to Alabama yeah. as far as campaigning for running for president?
2: I'm tired of us negotiating down. You know, as Democrats, you know, we, we lose an election, and sometimes the tendency is uh, to just try and win back what we lost. So, right. you know, everyone says Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. We got to if we only won there, we would have won. Well, no, if if we had won in Indiana, in Iowa, and Alabama, and you know, some other of the southern states, no, we could have won that way too, and. I just happen to think you can't write any state off, and I think Howard Dean, uh, you know, ran a great campaign in uh, 2004. Right, right. But I think that his lasting legacy, I hope, was when he said we should have a 50-state strategy. Uh, The Republicans do. I mean, they're they're putting out there that they're going to try and win in Oregon and New Mexico and some of the western states. Like, I I think we have to have you know a way. Uh, you know to win the south
0: yeah and i joke about the raw thing yeah because yeah. like now you look and think like what a silly thing yeah. we have a president who that's right who has a list uh, of like 200 things if that, that was that the worst more, thing
2: the president did we yeah. would all be grateful we'd all be right. like ah oh, right. sweet like that's right.
0: all right so here's the main yeah. reason i would yeah. interview you uh are you on facebook yes personally like you per- personally
2: yes and, and instagram and twitter and sometimes right. snap so yeah. sadly
0: i am too yeah. Um, and it's made this division between yeah. me and some family members yeah. of mine. And so, uh, a family member posted something about like, "Hey, heads up! Um, the Democratic presidential candidates are going to come take your yeah. guns." Yeah. And so, I generally don't get in the mud and yeah. I don't play around. And but because I knew that wasn't factual, I just said, "Hey, you know, I cover all this yeah. stuff for a living. Yeah. I can't find those quotes anywhere. Right. Can you tell me who said that?" Yeah. And of course, then just like, "Ding, ding, yeah, ding yeah, yeah. Everybody's like, "Oh, it's Eric Swalwell." Yeah. Uh, and they posted these interviews, and of course you never said any of that, mm-hmm. but will you explain your stance? Yeah. and And what this whole uh, assault rifle ban, what, what yeah. does it actually mean?
2: Yeah. So, keep your pistols, keep your rifles, keep your shotguns. Yep. I just happen to believe we should take the most dangerous weapons from the most dangerous people. So, my assault weapon ban, uh, just like happened in Australia after a mass shooting there, uh, it would have a two-year window uh, for people to sell their assault weapons to the government, right. or. If you don't want to sell it back you can have it at a shooting range or a hunting club but it, it would dramatically reduce the number of assault weapons in our communities and I as someone who prosecuted a case where the victim died because he was hit by an assault weapon I saw firsthand that these weapons they're just it's hard for me to justify why that weapon is needed for hunting or why that weapon is needed at a I mean shoot like I said a shooting range there's an exception for it. but why that weapon you know is needed to defend yourself you know in your home as opposed to I said a shotgun or a, you know, a revolver. So in the case that I prosecuted, the victim was fired at over 40 times from an an assault weapon and hit just once in the leg. And when he died, his mom asked me, she said, I don't, I don't get it. You know, if you're ever going to get shot, you always think, God, I hope I get shot in the arm or shot in the leg. And it was the autopsy doctor and the firearms expert who said, when it comes to an assault weapon, it doesn't, doesn't really matter because the, the velocity you know, of the round, it just ex- goes so fast, it explodes it you know, can go up and hit an artery. and that's what happened with him. And so I think most Americans, like me, like I believe in the Second Amendment. I think the worst thing for the Second Amendment is doing nothing. and so I, I think the best way to keep it is to reduce these mass shootings. Uh, but, you know some people, they just don't want to hear that. And, and I think with the NRA leadership, like they make more money from their members, and we're finding out that they're a, quite a corrupt organization. But they make more money from their members if they scare them. But I mean, you, I would put my firstborn up as collateral and tell you, I will not take, uh, you know, a firearm from a single law-abiding. Uh, American, that's not the solid and it's just not what I'm in this for. But right. some dad, people just don't want to hear it. Your that's, dad was a police
0: officer. My which dad was. Makes a, my ass- brothers are cops. Which, yeah, yeah, makes me assume that you've been around guns and yeah, I mean, I was, have you had guns yourself?
2: I was at the I was at the uh, shooting range uh, two months ago with our veterans. Uh, you know, just firing off rounds with them. It's it's fun. Uh, I've and, owned guns my entire life. I mean, you know, my
0: grandparents had a farm, and so we shot forever. Yeah. And my grandfather gifted me his guns when yep. he passed away. And um, I'll tell you this though, as a gun owner, I have. Really started to change my opinions and feelings on not not the Second Amendment, mm-hmm. but the fact that we just have very uh, few to no restrictions, yeah. and and the, how hard it is for me to sell a car, right, <laughs> to to my neighbor. Yet I can sell a gun and not have to. You know, there's just nothing that
2: goes into that. I, so I heard a story yesterday in, in Tennessee from a lawyer, a defense attorney. He told me he his a client he had recently uh, was caught with a a gun with an extended magazine on a campus and he had um a prescription drug that wasn't prescribed to him and he said guess which one was the felony and i was like the gun he said no that was the misdemeanor he said the prescription drug was the felony and it was, it was eye-popping Dude, to hear that yeah but
0: that's what's happening uh hmm. all right while i still have you last question why are you running for president? Uh, yeah. People wanted me to ask you this. Yeah. And um, in, a, in a field that's just so packed, jam-packed, is there a motive outside of just actually becoming president?
2: Yeah. I'm sick and tired of being in this rut where our country doesn't solve healthcare affordability. Too many people have student loan debt like myself and are in financial quicksand. And too many of us worry about our kids' safety in their schools. And I've been in Congress for seven years, so I have experience. To be day one ready. Yep. Uh, my wife and I have two kids, a two-year-old and a seven-month-old. We live health insurance bills. We live through high prescription drug costs. So you, you're going to get someone as president who gets these issues will be a voice for solutions. But at 38, I'm still optimistic that it's a can-do country, that you know, is made of can-do people, and it just needs a can-do president.
0: Yeah, you're younger than me only by two weeks, but that that's weird. It feels weird. It's like um, when you
2: see when you see you know people in the NBA are younger than right. you, and you're like, man, I know. It's turned a corner.
0: I assumed you yeah. were going to run just yeah. uh, to get some actual rest and get out of the house and be on the road a lot since you have two. Uh, my wife travels. A, newborns yeah, my house,
2: wife so. travels a lot for her work, and the joke in our house is that. Um we have to go on a work trip to get sleep. Yeah, no, yeah. honestly, that wasn't
0: a joke. Yeah. All right, great cool. stuff. Thanks. Congressman. Yep. Yeah, Thanks a lot. Thanks. Thanks to Ton to Congressman Eric Swalwell for hanging out and giving us his time. Very nice of him. We look forward to having other candidates on as they come through town and Absolutely. you know, bringing you guys the hopefully the answers that you'd like to get from them
1: i encourage people all the time don't forget about alabama
0: yeah i'll try not to
1: (laughs) i love it i love my state i really do and it's time for us all to stand up and really speak up very loudly
0: agreed well said all right heather time for the non-news story of the week what you got
1: i don't have the story you do
0: yeah sorry I i was gonna blame it on you here's the thing. It is a story. It's a huge story. Uh, Everyone's talking about it. I got a text on the way here to record this that said, why are you guys not talking more about this? (laughs) And it's because it's not news, even though it is news. All right. So there was a raid on an apartment in North Alabama, and the narcotics agents were warned that there was going to be an attack, not dog, an attack squirrel, (laughs) and that the squirrel was going to be high on meth. Because they were giving the poor squirrel meth to keep it agitated and hyper and attacky.
1: There were two guys actually keeping a methamphetamine-fueled attack squirrel. Agents, because in Alabama it's illegal to keep a squirrel as... A pet, essentially.
0: Well, I thought you were just gonna say an attack
1: <laughs> No. Um, and so they let it go. And they and basically the agent said there's really no way of testing whether or not the squirrel had meth.
0: I mean, they just released the squirrel from the cage and then let it out into the woods.
1: Okay. We don't have proof that the squirrel was fed methamphetamines. There's no test to say it's only about the tip that they got, right? And I don't know. Maybe am I missing something in this story, or?
0: No, I think that's uh, yeah, that's all accurate. Except there's been an update now. Uh, the owner, who's still on the loose, by the way, they still what? have not. Oh yeah, he's still a fugitive. He has come out and given interviews now. Well, we must
1: say that we are pre-sort of when we produce when we publish this podcast. It's a few days after we pu- record it, so yeah, we're at point. the end of the week. <laughs>
0: Okay, Mickey Pawk, who's the owner and still on the loose when we recorded this. Uh, this fella, he's been to jail more than two dozen times. He's currently on the run, as I said. Uh. Yeah. Here's a quote from poor Mickey Pawk. My squirrel <laughs> is babied beyond anything anyone can imagine. The 34-year-old, 35-year-old fugitive told the Washington Post in a phone call from an undisclosed location early Thursday morning. It has a very good life. The squirrel is not on meth, he insisted. <laughs> I honestly think that would actually kill it. He's right. He's right about that.
1: Yeah, I am. You know me. I love animals. I'm a big animal advocate. I would have a huge, endless farm of rescued dogs and pigs and cats if I could. And it is so inhumane to keep this squirrel (laughs) caged up. And here's the thing. Even if you don't feed it meth, keeping it in a home that is... Filled with meth, and the owner of said squirrel is high on meth. Also, can we talk about how many times he was he's been arrested?
0: Yeah, it's a mm, it's not a good situation. How
1: many people in Alabama are sitting in prison? I mean, the serious part of this is how is this guy continuing to be? In our society.
0: How are you trying to get serious on this? <laughs> I don't story? know. I can't. Uh, the story about the squirrel or meth. Okay, uh, let's finish can't. on this. And okay. to prove why this should not be a news story. The squirrel has a name.
1: That's not true. Can I guess it?
0: Yeah, I want you to guess it. The squirrel has a name. Palk told the name of the squirrel.
1: Will you give me the first letter? D. How many syllables?
0: I mean, <laughs> gosh.
1: Depending on how you yeah. announce it. Yeah, two. Depending on how you pronounce it, yeah. Yeah, two. D- D- Danny?
0: No. <laughs>
1: okay, I get two more tries. Did you listen
0: to Snoop Dogg? Donald. Did you Donald listen to much? Snoop Dogg? Dupac. What? <laughs> no, Snoop Dogg. Did you listen to Snoop Dogg? Dupac? Oh. All right, how about this? What D- do, you, well, do you have it? Do you know it?
1: No, I, I don't. D... D-dog? No. <laughs> all
0: right. Okay. What do squirrels eat?
1: Nuts. hmm D-nut.
0: <laughs> Did you ever listen to Snoop at all?
1: I'm so, i
0: You're so d- close to it.
1: I, I am? I didn't... I don't know.
0: So close. What you just said is so close.
1: It's close to D-nuts.
0: Uh-huh. Very <laughs> close. You're missing one letter.
1: Dog nuts? <laughs>
0: Dog nuts? No, I said you're missing one letter.
1: Oh, I didn't know if the O was missing. Just DG nuts. I don't know. I can't breathe.
0: I've never, been, I've never <laughs> been so disappointed in you.
1: What is it?
0: You said D nuts, and I said you're missing one letter.
1: D nuts, so? <laughs>
0: I keep wanting to tell you. I keep Stop. wanting to tell you the answer. Stop no. extending my three guesses. No. No, you I'm get good. six more. <laughs> because is. the craziness that you're coming up with, instead of just saying the obvious name of the squirrel, is I've, it, g- I've given really you Snoop Dogg. Okay. All
1: right. Um, Is it a song?
0: <laughs> it, he just says it a lot in songs.
1: Uh. D- uh. <laughs>
0: What's the uh, last letter of the alphabet?
1: Z. D Z. <laughs>
0: I don't know. You said D nuts and I said you're missing D's
1: nuts. <laughs> yes, I got it. Woohoo. That's it. Okay, I got it. All right. Now I
0: don't know if I have to bleep that out or not.
1: D's nuts. Can we say that? I don't know. <laughs> Should we bleep that out?
0: I mean technically we can say whatever we want. It's do we want to say it or not?
1: Is that in a song? Yes. Leave it in.
0: Uh, I'm gonna give you some albums to listen to. Can't.
1: I'm crying over here.
0: Yeah, she's crying, people. Uh, uh, should, uh. Should, should not be news and it's got Heather crying.
1: I know, it's uh, that is certainly not news. Squirrel named I s I can't well, let's wrap this up, please.